You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Well, hello, everyone. I am Margarita Chang, and we are here with the Money Minute with Mission Matters. We have a very special guest today, Michael Hickram. He is a man of faith who serves as a husband, father, and community leader. Michael is a founder of Empowered Portfolios and Glenwood Financial Partners. He has nearly 30 years of experience in private wealth management and custom portfolio design and has built award-winning financial technologies for securities research and portfolio management. As a client advocate, Michael is passionate about shaping a trustworthy, forward-thinking financial industry through client-centric stewardship and education. And of course, ethics is a big part of this. So welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for being here. Rita, I'm really excited to speak with you today. And hopefully it's not too late to say Happy New Year. And I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, thank you. So let's just get right to it. Tell us about an impactful experience that has influenced your purposeful career. Well, thank you for the opportunity. There's there's a story I would love to share. It's called How 50 Cents Forever Changed My Life. And I really try to encourage anyone that I speak with to seek experiences and wins and failures that take you out of your comfort zone. But this particular story wasn't really expected and it wasn't something I did by design. But after my freshman year in college, which Rita, you know, is is lots of decades ago at this point. But we were going up to New York City to take in some baseball games. And I was taking a friend of mine and we happened to have another passenger with us to take her to Grand Central Station. And so we were dropping her off and we just wanted to go in and call my grandparents who we were staying with outside of the city and let them know we were okay and we would be on our way. And lo and behold, we came back out and our car was being hitched to a tow truck. And even though we pleaded our case, we were not allowed to get the car. And so they were taking it down to these docks to be impounded until we could get it out. And Of course, by this point, we had traveled all the way from Williamsburg, Virginia to New York City by car. And so it's been a long day. And so we start traveling by foot to get down to where the car is going to be. And it took us through a place called Hell's Kitchen. And again, this is back in 1990. Okay, so think about New York City at that time. And we're traveling through and it's getting darker and the clouds are rolling in and it's getting a little shadier and everything. And then All of a sudden, this gentleman, and for you younger folks, you may not remember, there used to be what was called squeegee men, and they would basically stop cars and offer, or sometimes not offer, they would just do it to squeegee off the windshield, wipe it off, and they expected some money in return. So anyway, this this gentleman came up to us and said, hey, do you, can you spare any change or any money? And unfortunately, we left everything that we had inside of the car and they wouldn't let us get it. And I said, no, not only do I not have any money, I'm late. I'm supposed to be here and there. And this gentleman who, you know, probably sleeping in the in the streets and had certainly a much rougher life than us, he reached into his pocket and he pulled out two quarters, 50 cents. And he said, I'd like for you to take these to call your grandparents, 
go this direction. It's quicker and safer to get down to your car. And I hope you have a blessed night. And that's always had such a, a huge impact to think about not only experiences, interacting with people who look different or have of different things going on in their lives. And, and you never know where that may steer you. And so it was just a great lesson in stewardship. And I really appreciated what that gentleman did for me that that day. And in fact, for those of you who are listening, this was a time, believe it or not, when not only did we not have smartphones, we didn't really have mobile phones. So those two quarters were to be able to go to a payphone, and that's right. actually how Michael and I connected from <laughs> this story. So that is so profound. What are some of the frameworks you apply to your life and career? Well, this other one also come happens to come from New York, but this time from West Point, which is the Army College. It's out near where my grandparents lived, and it's a cadet prayer. And it says to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong. So that's something that always stuck with me. A lot of my family from military, healthcare, first responders backgrounds, and West Point was a place that I always visited when I was a was a kid. And so that's always been a framework. Choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong. Okay. And then the other one actually comes from the late Billy Graham, and it says, when wealth is lost nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. And so just as a father, coach, a mentor, you know, at this point, I'm 51 years old. So I've had a lot of experience in a, in a position to, to help others. And so relaying the importance of character, you know, doing the right thing when no one's looking. I mean, some of these things, some people think are cliches, but Really, if you apply them to life, both your professional and personal life, I think you can always look in the mirror and, you know, that's a great framework to put any decision into. And the last one is really something I used to carpool and take kids to school when they were younger. And I'd always leave them with learn something, help someone and have some fun. And so those are the the frameworks that I really use in my own life, again, whether professionally or personally so helpful, such timeless advice. So I love this one. There's so much talk about AI taking over financial services. How do you respond to that? So first of all, I, I like to define AI as augmented intelligence for humans. And this is really timely in a lot of ways, not only in our professions and the financial services, but it's interesting. You and I kind of chatted about this before where I became aware of OpenAI's chat GPT, which was in a beta version. It's really interesting. But you know what, what augmented intelligence or AI cannot do is really have empathy and form relationships, right? And people are not linear. And despite things like modern portfolio theory, people aren't rational either, right? And so I think AI really can augment intelligence for humans. It can certainly retrieve information and help us frame our messaging. But just like this really new open AI tool, and then Google has Deeper Mind, which is also an AI tool that they've been working on and will probably now be fast forwarded a little bit more. Humans still need to prompt those engines 
with the right factors to come out with the output that you want. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I love an example of, you know, sitting with a widow who, you know, has just lost her husband and and hasn't even cleaned out his closet, you know, his suits and all these sorts of things. And I just don't see how AI can really tackle that situation with the necessary empathy um, just for the situation. You can certainly put a lot of stuff down in terms of math. What are the steps she should take? What should she do? What are the frameworks that she should apply to moving forward in life and all that sort of thing? But I, I just feel like at the end of the day, financial services is still very much a relationship business when it comes down to the really big decisions and the things that are really impacting people. No, thank you for that. Empathy is so important. I mean, I do not want to diminish the importance of experience and education and ethics, but empathy certainly, you know, money is very personal and emotional. What excites you about the future of finance and careers? Well, I love this because, again, just sort of putting myself in a position to be a mentor or a coach in in some formal settings, but also informal settings, just sort of putting yourself out there and willing to talk to people and and students or folks that have even graduated school or, or what have you. What really excites me is you can go out there back to what we talked about at the beginning. You can have a lot of experiences and not feel like you just need to sit behind a desk or a computer or even be, you know, just zoom all day or that sort of thing. There are so many different industries that are bringing on capital and innovation. Always love to highlight for people. There is a daily newsletter from a firm called CB like Charlie Baker Insights. So CB Insights They have an email subscription. I highly recommend it. You do hit a paywall, meaning at some point you would have to pay more. But there's it's so rich in talking about really not so much the future of finance, but how the financial skills and careers, whether accounting, finance, what have you. There are so many industries that need people with those skills. But then you can get the the innovation and the energy behind everything from women's health to certainly things like um, 3D printing, drones, augmented intelligence, even something like the cannabis industry has just changed its dynamics and impacts so many different things, not maybe the old way of thinking about it, but maybe the new way and the different applications, certainly of personalization in medicine, DNA sequencing, robotics, just every single thing you could think of, agriculture, design of clothing, so many interesting things. And yet you can take a finance and accounting, analytics, all sorts of different things and not feel like you have to just sit behind a desk or a computer all day every day. And I think that to me is extremely exciting to be really multifaceted in your career. And that for me is why many years ago I chose finance in the first place because it allowed me to do finance, of course, but marketing, management, behavioral things, psychology, so many areas where if you're intellectually curious and you're interested to innovate, I think there's no better time than now. And the the thing that's also exciting is that 
people like to say that the growth now is exponentially faster. And despite what you read and hear in the news every day, which we all know is geared towards negativity, there are so many exciting things and so much opportunity for really abundance. Again, whether it's experience, careers, fun stuff to do, ways to help other people. To me, that's extremely exciting of the role that finance can play in all of that. And so that's what really excites me. Thank you for sharing that. And it is so true. Everywhere we look, there is opportunity, personalization, customization. Many of our the students today may be working in fields and, and roles that are, are of the future that we don't that don't exist today. So as we wind down, ethics, ethical decision making, it is so important. I know you want to share something special with us. So tell us about that. Absolutely. And Rita, I really, really appreciate you giving me this opportunity because, you know, like I said at the very beginning, choose the harder right over the easier wrong. And I faced that firsthand. And just quick background in that is I had worked with some folks for two decades and in a certain way with a certain culture and all of that sort of thing. And at the time, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on in the overall industry. We're post-financial crisis of 08 and 09. For those of you that remember that, it was a difficult time. And so a lot of people and things began to change. You know, a lot of times businesses and people in general will really focus on self-preservation and, and other things. And so I've been working in this industry, like I said, for a pretty long time since really the early 90s. And so at this point, pretty steadfast in my approach to stewardship and ethics and all these sorts of things. And so I myself was faced with some very difficult decisions. And again, that really cost something. And, it, and of course, it impacts family and so forth. So this is back in 2014. And at the time, my middle son was nine years old. So fast forward to today and over the late summer, I think I have that right. He's applying for colleges. So he's a senior in high school right now and will be going applying for 2023 college. Can't even believe that, first of all. But anyway, so my wife shared with me one of the essays that he wrote for a college application. I had no idea that he had written this. So she shared that with me. And now I've gained his permission to share it with others. You know, anyone that's facing a difficult decision or a dilemma of some sort, and again, it can range from lots of different things and apply to lots of different industries. So I want to share this real fast just to hopefully encourage where that great payoff can can come. And in this case, in the form of, you know, really much later, eight years later, eight and a half years later. So the question on the college essay was reflect on something that someone has done for you that has made you happy or thankful in a surprising way. How has this gratitude affected or motivated you? And this is what my son Braden had to say. My parents have always talked to my brothers and me about the importance of character and integrity, whether in tennis, where I call my own lines or in life by doing the right thing when no one is watching. My dad is a perfect representation of true character. Growing up in a nice house and in a good neighborhood, it is easy to lose sight of true selflessness and character. In today's world, money seems to be the focus of everything and everyone. How can I get more money? How can I take advantage of others to get this money? 
These statements have never been representative of my father. Eight years ago, my father resigned from the wealth management company for which he worked. He officially joined the firm in 2001, moving from Virginia to help start the company and subsequently poured his time, heart, and soul into its growth and reach in the community. He made good money working for them, which could make it easy to lose sight of character. Embedded in him are not the, only the teachings of his mentors, but the teachings of God. Michael Hakarim, husband and father of three, chose to step away from the comfort of job security and a lucrative income because his company's values and actions no longer aligned with his. Let's just say a fork in the road emerged and my father felt strongly that clients' best interests were not always going to be served. My father, having the character and ethics he does, chose the harder right over the easier wrong and spoke up. Because he did so, he was forced to resign and step away from the team members and clients he had served for nearly 20 years. This was possibly the greatest teaching someone could give me. At the time, I didn't understand why someone would do this. Why walk away from a comfortable life and great income just because people were being taken advantage of, even though it didn't affect you? But as I matured, I started to realize that life has more to offer than just money. As I reflect on what my father did, it surprises me how much I appreciate his actions. Sure, at the time, as a nine-year-old, I questioned it, maybe even felt a little angry. But in the long run, it was the greatest thing someone could have done for me. I am thankful that I've been raised by him, and I am grateful that he is who, who he is as a person. My father's resignation not only affected our family's income, but also our lives in general. Going two years without income caused us to struggle. My parents fought to stay in the same house and neighborhood. My father worked tirelessly to build his new startup company. The point is not that bad things happened because of his resignation, but that his demonstration of character led to the creation of my work ethic and creativity. I am forever thankful for the work ethic my father instilled in me through standing up for what he believed to be right and creating something in line with his moral principles. He has motivated me to be a better person and a better servant of God. He has inspired me to be a better version of myself and a better friend to the person beside me. I have learned that if you lose money, you lose nothing. But if you lose the people closest to you, you lose everything. We have lost nothing but gained everything, in fact. I gained new ways to practice tennis and new ways to save money. Through those difficult times, we gained love for one another, just my four family members and myself. We are a team, not defined by money or others' opinions. We work together to become the best people and team we could possibly be. The end. Thank you so much, Michael. And I am moved. I am so impressed with the profound impact your actions had on Braden. And he wrote about it in his college essay. So thank you so much for sharing. Michael, how can people learn more about you and your work. So here's the opportunity for you to share your social media handles and website. Absolutely. I, I think uh, I'm encouraged by how much LinkedIn has grown. When I first got on there, it was about 280 million users. Now it's about 900 million with, I think I heard yesterday on Microsoft's call, about 80% of that growth is, is overseas and international. So I think LinkedIn is really a great way to look me up and connect, love connecting with folks. I also do a little bit here and there on things like Twitter, but also have websites associated with my two companies. One is glenwoodfinancialpartners.com. 
And the other sort of got some new things coming out here soon. So it's a private website right now, but just look for the future where empoweredportfolios.com. I'll also have some, some content there. So definitely brainstorming on how I want to get sort of greater outreach and, and help more people and hopefully be a resource to more folks. So those are really the, the best ways to, to look me up. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into Money Minute with Margarita. Thank you, Rita. Really appreciate it. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.